Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 615th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Today is Farmer Friday, a quick tidbit for growing your garden. Each episode will feature less than 10 minutes of essential content for growing and watering your gardens. Today, we're talking with Laura Allen, co-founder of Greywater Action, about how to get started with gray water. Welcome, Laura. Thanks for having me. So let's start quickly with what is gray water? Gray water is water that you use in your home coming from your washing machine, sinks, or showers. So it's a little bit dirty, but it's clean enough to use for irrigation for your plants. Nice. And is it legal to use gray water? It is, though it depends on what state you live in. So I should say it depends, but many states it is legal. Yeah. Let's And let's just intend that it's legal in every state and around the world. Yes. So how do we get started with gray water? Well, the first thing to do is to assess your gray water sources. Look at what fixtures you have in your home that are producing gray water. If you happen to have a washing machine, it's the best place to start with a gray water system because it's really easy to convert a washing machine into a gray water irrigation system. The machine has a pump in it, it pumps out the water. Usually it's pumping to your sewer or your septic connection, but instead you can reconnect it to a, we call it a diverter valve. It's a valve where you can send the water either back where it used to go or out to your new irrigation system. So you can tap into it without changing your plumbing at all. And many of the states that allow gray water allow this system with no permit. There's just basic health and safety guidelines to follow. And so it has, it's a more affordable system. There's usually not very many regulatory barriers with the system and it works really well. Awesome. And you said sending water back to where it used to go. So that's basically down the sewer, right? Right. So some people have a sewer system connected to their, or their home is connected into a sewer system. Other people are on a septic Septic. tank. Right. And what is the value? If you have a sewer system, why would I, if this is the gray water and it's so valuable, why would I want it to go down the sewer? Is there any reason? Well, there's some times where you might not want to send gray water to your landscape. Uh, Maybe there's a heavy storm and your yard is, you know, giant puddle. You definitely don't need more irrigation water. And you don't want gray water to ever leave your property. You want it to soak into the ground. So if there's ever times where the soil is oversaturated, where it's not absorbing water, that would be a time you would not want to send out the water. 
Um, and there's other times some people wash dirty diapers or they might need to use bleach on occasion or kind of things that wouldn't be good to send out to your plants. And those are times when you would turn that valve and redirect the water back to the sewer or septic system. So we call these uh, laundry to landscape systems, right? Yes. And basically what we're doing, and just boil it down, we're taking that laundry water and we're putting it out into the landscape. Where could it go in the landscape? It can go into the soil. So we actually create what's called a mulch basin. So it's full of wood chips. It's like acts like a sponge. It soaks up the gray water and then sinks it down into the soil. So we're feeding the roots of the plant. We're always keeping the water going down underground out of no place for people to contact it. We're not creating puddles or pools or any visible water. It's just soaking into the ground to feed the plants. Awesome. And what kinds of plants can we grow with that? Uh, laundry systems are really good for your larger plants. So starting with your trees, fruit trees are always nice because then you get fruit too. Bushes, shrubs, any of your bigger plants, they are suitable too for your larger annuals. Though I encourage people to start with the biggest plant you have that needs irrigation and then kind of work your way down. And people usually run out of water before they have enough to water the whole landscape. <laughs> right. Especially if you're watering fruit trees. Yeah, for sure. And how are these systems installed? Well, if you're familiar with like a drip irrigation system, mm-hmm. laundry system, the laundry to landscape is similar to it, though everything is bigger. The, the tubing is bigger. The outlets are bigger. It's designed to avoid clogging because mm-hmm. the gray water has lint and dirt and debris in it. And we want to have that flow unobstructed out into the landscape. And then it will flow you know, through our bigger pipes, out our bigger outlets, into the wood chips, which is our filter in the landscape. It's filtered by these wood chips, which are also acting like our sponge and soaking up that water. And then the gray water, filtered gray water soaks down into the soil. Nice. And it's that woody mulch sponge that helps clean the water, right? It does. Yeah. Excellent. And here at the Urban Farm, we actually have two kinds of systems. One system is where we're actually replumbing the house. So why don't you tell us about those kinds of systems that you have to do plumbing that goes from inside to out? Yeah, so there's many ways to do gray water. I said to start with your washing machine if you have one because it's the easiest uh, for many reasons. But then there's showers, baths, sinks. These are other great sources of gray water. These fixtures don't have an internal pump pumping the water anywhere. So we have to tap into the drainage plumbing of the fixture and then redirect it to our landscape. It can be quite simple. For example, if you have an outdoor sink, maybe you have like a vegetable wash sink in your garden or maybe an outdoor shower if you live in a warm climate. Those are great fixtures to use for gray water because the water is already outside. So it's really easy to get it to plants. But if you have a a conventional home that's built, it has plumbing, your plumbing, your, your shower water flows down the drain and then out to your sewer or septic. To tap into that water, you have to go below the fixture. So you need to have access like a crawl space or maybe a basement. At this point, some people find out, oh, my home is built slab on grade and all my pipes are buried in cement. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really able to access this water. So sometimes you might find that out and then, you know, that's okay. There's other sources. But if you do have a crawl space and you can access the pipes, you need to be able to put in a diverter valve. So it's the same concept. You put a valve that allows you to control the flow of water, either back to where it used to go or out to your new gray water irrigation system. And in some situations, you can flow out to your landscape by gravity, which is always the best. Gravity doesn't break, doesn't require any energy, any inputs. It just flows out by gravity. And you can build a passive gravity flow system out to your landscape. 
sometimes you find out, well, I don't have enough gravity to get out to where my plants are, I need another pump. And so then you have a small tank called a surge tank. It just collects the water temporarily and then it all gets pumped out into your landscape. Awesome. So you kind of touched on the second kind of system that we have, and that's where we actually moved our facilities outside. So you can replumb your house or you can put a outdoor shower in place, right? Definitely. And what other kinds of outdoor systems can we have like that? Some people actually find that, you know, going back to that washing machine system, that their location of their machine is really not very well suited. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, if you live in the right climate, you can put your washing machine outside even in a little shed or a, in some type of shelter. Outdoor showers are great. Any warm summer climates are great for outdoor fixtures. Outdoor sinks are really handy. I guess that's that's about all I've seen outdoor sink showers. Yeah. Outdoor tubs sometimes. People have like a soaking Ooh, tub outside that drains out. That could be nice. So how did you get into this whole gray water thing? Um, well, I got into it. This is, you know, many years ago. I got a water bill as a renter. I lived in a group house. I'd recently graduated from college and my housemates and I looked at our water bill and it was the first time we'd ever gotten one actually because before our landlords had always paid them. Uh-huh. And we were like analyzing this, like how can we possibly be using so much water? You know, what's going on? <laughs> we just started a garden. So that was a big, you know, we thought, well, our garden must be using a lot of that water. And so that presented the question to us, like, well, can't we do something different? And why not? Why can't we just redirect some of our water outside? We conceptually had heard about gray water and some of us, you know, had, you know, seen systems in the past and we knew more or less the concept. And so we decided we have the concept, we're going to try it out. And so we, we did, we got our shower water outside with a very awful gray water system. Looking back on it, it's kind of comical, but it worked. (laughs) Right. It was exciting and we decided, well, that was, you know, we did it. Now let's make it better. Awesome. And tell me about your two books. So I have two how-to books designed to help people go through this process of designing and installing gray water systems. The first one is called The Waterwise Home. So it teaches you about gray water as well as rainwater harvesting and waterless toilets. And my second book is called Gray Water Green Landscape. And that one's really focused just on the gray water water and helps you go from point A, like have the concept, understanding your options, to designing your system, to installing your system. Awesome. And your website? It's graywateraction.org. Graywater spelled with an E. Yeah, that's a big thing. It's not G-R-A-Y, it's G-R-E-Y. And what do you do at Graywater Action? We are an education group, so we teach people about sustainable water solutions. We do online classes, we do hands-on classes, or in the past we've done a lot. Right now we're not really doing so many of those. So yeah, we, we share information with people. We also have multilingual resources. We have Spanish language resources and Mandarin. And Mandarin? Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That's cool. Yeah, we worked with a water agency in Southern California that had a, a large Mandarin speaking population really interested in gray water. So they supported us to translate our presentations and materials. So we did many, several workshops in Mandarin. Excellent. And how can people find out about you and your website? You can go to www.graywateraction.org. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams.
Hey, Urban Farm Podcast listeners. If you're as passionate about preserving the bounty of each season as we are, hey, I canned my first peaches at the age of 18, and that was a long time ago, then you're going to love what our friends over at Denali Canning have in store for you. They're on a mission to spread the love and knowledge of food preservation, and they're inviting you to join the journey for free. Right now, Denali Canning is offering free canning lids to anyone who wants to dive deeper into the world of food preservation. Yes, you heard that right, absolutely free. It's the perfect opportunity for both seasoned canners and those curious about starting. Denali is about quality, reliability, and supporting the canning community, ensuring that you get the best results every time you preserve. So why not give it a try? Visit DenaliCanning.com forward slash free to claim your free lids and start your preserving adventures today. That's DenaliCanning.com forward slash free.